This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Jinx, it's a great day. And I will say, like, I don't love waking up this early, but we have some fun things planned, including maybe a green beer or two. I, here's what I'm going to do. I will promise to buy you a green beer because I'm going to try and put it on a company is what I'm going to try and do. <laughs> what, that 350? <laughs> like, That's right. That's right, Odyssey. This guy's going to put $3.50 on the corporate tab. I hope you can handle it. I wonder if they're going to have green beer. We're going to... Meet with the bosses. We're going to watch some college basketball, obviously. We're going to have some lunch, and it's just around the corner at this place called Walter's, good sports bar here in D.C. I wonder if they will even have green beer. If I can get past the – but here's the thing. I'll have a green beer for fun, but like you mentioned, you made a really good point. It's just cheap beer with food coloring, and I like a nice beer, so maybe I'll pull back on that. Yeah, if I'm going to be drinking alcohol, which I don't drink a whole lot, so I need to choose wisely. So I want to choose a beer that tastes good. That's not just, you know, Bud Light with green in it. Would you do an Irish car bomb instead? Uh, no, but I am terrible with peer pressure. So, mm-hmm. like, if somebody hands me something, I'm probably going to drink it, which now that I said that out loud, doesn't sound great. <laughs> Here, here's what I like to do. I'd like to convince you to have a couple and then say, hey, you know what you should do when you're feeling fine? Me. Go over there and ask for a race. I feel like it might... <laughs> I mean, it's tournament time. Everybody's kind of loosened up. Maybe now's the time. Yes, stumbling over (laughs) drunk with a green beer in your hand. Your teeth are probably going to turn a little green. That's when you need to ask the bosses for a Do this. Follow my wisdom here. Walk up, a couple car bombs in, and you just put your finger on the table. You go, I'm not getting you paid enough. Let's see what happens. Well, on that note, let's keep it in the family, in the company. Let's bring on Joe Giglio. He's the co-host of BetQL Daily immediately after us with Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. You can hear him on WIP in Philadelphia weekday evening. So, Joe, let's start off. What is your St. Patrick's Day drink of choice? Uh, Well, I'm I'm with Jenks on on a good beer. A good beer is the idea. Uh, you give me a good beer, I'm happy. But I like the idea that, that you guys had there. Maybe a couple of car bombs, you asked for a raise. I, I, I think this is the way to do it. <laughs> All right. So let's, <laughs> let's button it up a little bit. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the slate. Obviously, it's the first full day of March Madness. I know you got some plays for us. So let's start. What is your favorite game on the slate today for March Madness? Uh, there's a couple of really interesting ones. I mean, I, I think you go to the, the top left. I'm trying to remember what region we're talking about here. East is the bottom left, but the top left of the bracket. Um, and, and you look there, and you know, there's some shorter numbers with, with some, some games 12-5, 13-4s. Uh, I think Indiana, after what they did the other day, they're only a five-point underdog against St. Mary's. And that's, you know, we're talking about Big Ten conferences that's pretty good this year. And we've seen it in the past where teams can win that 11 or 12 play-in game. And then they get in and they make some noise. I would not be surprised at all 
if uh, if Indiana pulled an upset there and moved on. And I also think, you know, I'll take the points of Marquette, UNC in the 8-9 game. I think it's up to three and a half. Feels like a toss-up game. And uh, I, I've liked what Chaka Smart has done at Marquette. I would take the points of Marquette today. All right, I'm looking at different regions here, Joe G. And this is not my strength because I'm like, yeah, let, let's go to the south just for the hell of it here. And look at some of the games. Are there a couple of games you're looking at today in the south regional? And who do you like? So Tennessee Longwood is an interesting mm. game. Um, it's a big number. I really like Tennessee. I'm on futures with Tennessee, but but law it just feels like a I think 18, 18 and a half last time I looked at it uh, on that game feels like a lot. You know, Rick Barnes, the head coach of Tennessee, we know his career head of Texas. I think he's won 11 against the spread last 12 tournament games. I mean, Rick Barnes is not someone you want to bet on. Bet in you know March. But I have a future on Tennessee. I think they're a really good team who's come on the last you know, six weeks or so. But you look at Rick Barnes against the spread, and then you want to be on the other side. So I'll be on Longwood getting the points today in that region. So looking at some of these games that have huge spreads, we see Baylor, 21.5 points. We've got Tennessee, like you said, 17.5 points. Gonzaga laying 24, 23 points in that one. Are you touching these games? Like we heard you – the play on Longwood in Tennessee, but still, I am very hesitant to lay these big numbers just because it's March. It's survive in advance, and these are big numbers. Yeah, they really are, Chelsea. I mean, the only thing that you could think of, I, I thought about Kadaga, how big that number is. You figure at the end of that game, their backups are in, and maybe there's a backfield cover, but is that a fun way to start off no. March? No, you, you want to either take a, you want to take a five-point dog outright, or like Indiana, or you know, you know, may, maybe a, a team that you feel like they pull an upset and you're rooting for it. But it is tough with some of these really, really big numbers in the first round here. Uh, the, the one thing I would say on Baylor, though, they've had, they've had some injuries and they have a trend about them. I'm not talking about today, but, you know, no team that has won, you know, no team trying to repeat has gotten past the Sweet 16 in, I think, 17 years now. And no team has ever won the title after losing their first game of their conference tournament. So uh, the, the trends are against Baylor making a big run here, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're out you know, sooner than later. Not today, but sooner than later. We're talking with Joe Giglio, co-host of BetQL Daily, immediately after us with Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. You can also hear him on WIP in Philadelphia weekday evenings. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Joe, when you handicap games in the tournament, do you do something a little bit differently as compared to the regular season? Because you certainly want to look at the entirety of how a team is played, but also momentum matters, conference tournament performance matters, and momentum matters as well. Yeah, it's hard. It's fun and hard at the same time. You know, when we're talking about teams that have matched up before or they're in the same conference, you could kind of look at the numbers and say, okay, that's a slow-paced team, that's a slow-paced team, we get a slow-paced game. But when you look at March, I mean, they're so drastically different. They've played drastically different, you know, schedules and teams. It's just more difficult to do it that way. So the one thing I always look at more than anything else 
is three-point shooting. I, I think it's the thing that sticks the most. If you could shoot, you could shoot. I think three-point defense can be a little bit more noisy because maybe you're playing really bad shooting teams. But if you can shoot over the course of the season, you're dangerous. And I look at teams that could shoot from three, and, and I like them to cover spreads. And if you have one team that makes threes, another team that doesn't, I feel like that's when you have your upsets happen. So, uh, you know, that, that's why I, I've been talking all week. Colgate against Wisconsin – that, that feels like it's a problem for Wisconsin. And I know they're the three and they'll likely win, but Colgate's one of the top two three-point shooting teams in the country. I could just feel that being, game being close and Wisconsin being in trouble late. Yeah, and was that line seven and a half? I definitely am taking yep. Colgate against the spread in that one. Uh, we're talking with Joe Giglio on the Roman guest line, the co-host of BetQL Daily, immediately after us with Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. Uh, so, Joe, there is a game that I feel like a lot of people are split on, and if you don't have a strong opinion on that, it's fine. Uh, but looking at this Providence and South Dakota State game, Providence laying two, two-and-a-half points in this one, and a team that has been – Winning all these close games, and I think you can interpret that a couple of ways, saying, hey, maybe they're a little lucky, or, you know, they gut it out in the final seconds of games. So looking at this one, I know a lot of people kind of like South Dakota State and the points here. Which side are you on? Yeah, I'm with the people. I'm on the Jackrabbits. Um, I like them to pull an upset. The last time I was the number was about a two-point game, which you know, tells you it's basically a toss-up there. And, Chelsea, you're totally right about Providence and the season they've had. 12-2 and two in close games, and, and you're, you can look at it both ways because if the game comes down to a possession tonight, you feel like, man, they're, they're battle-tested. They're, they're going to be able to make that shot. They're not going to cower to the moment. But they also could be losing late in this game because they're going up against a really good three-point shooter team, which we just talked about. And Providence isn't that good. I just think they're overseeded. I, I think they're overvalued considering they're about a top-10 team in the rankings all year. But I like South, I like um, I like the Jackrabbits. I think they can knock them off. So, Joe, I want to give you a game in the same region, and I have a play on it, but I don't want to tell you what I'm playing because I just want to get your objective viewpoint here, and I want to see if you're on the right side as I am or not. Do you have an opinion on San Diego State and Creighton with the Aztecs laying two and a half points? Yes, I like San Diego State in this game, and, and look, the, the Mountain West is has been really shaky in the tournament. So I'm going against that. But I look at Creighton, and although they pulled a, you know, a nice upset in the Big East tournament against Marquette, they lost their point guard in February. And I think that's a big deal when you get to the tournament. Turnovers matter. You know, there's only so many possessions in these games. And I look at Creighton and losing their point guard, and I think against a good defensive team in the Aztecs, this is where it bites them. So I'm on San Diego State. That's what I'm talking about. That's I what I wanted to hear. We're both on that side. Yeah. Uh, Joe, general handicapping question, because this is the problem that I'm running into on some of these smaller schools. How much do you take into account the schedule that these teams have played? Because I think that's my knock on South Dakota State, is that they just haven't played the toughest competition. And yeah, they have great numbers shooting, but who have they played? They haven't played tough defenses. So how do you take account you know, the schedule and the strength of schedule for some of these teams? It's a great question. I, I think we can overvalue it at times because you look at a record like, wow. And then you dive into it and it's like, okay, you're right. They didn't really play anyone the whole year. That's of note. So the one thing I, I do that does stand out to me, you know, Murray State fits in this description. When a team is 30 and two or a team has won, I don't know, 17 of 19 or 17 of 18, 
that stands out to me because regardless of competition, it tells me they're not laying eggs. It tells me they're not having these bad shooting nights or really bad games. And every team has them. I mean, we see it. At, you know, we see it with good teams at good conferences. The fact that they're not and, and they're you know a consistent team. That gives me a feeling that they're going to play whatever their best is. Is it good enough to, to win their tournament game? I don't know. But it gives me a feeling like I could trust whatever their best is, and, and that might make me and push me to take them on the number or not. Joe J., who's a team not necessarily a, a, a top seed, but maybe a four or five seed, maybe even lower that you think, if things fall the right way, this is a team that can maybe make a deep run? Iowa. Uh, Iowa impressed me last week in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, it, it's amazing that you know, last Sunday when it came to those tournaments, the Big Ten, SEC wrapping up on Sunday, it didn't matter. I mean, it obviously didn't matter to the committee. Look at the seedings there. Tennessee, Iowa, they, they had this bracket written out, guys, before last Sunday began. So I, I think almost what Iowa did just you know, fell by the wayside. But they did impress me. We, we know they could play. They played well in a good conference all year. It's a good coach. And I look at that region that, and I just feel like chaos is possible there. I, I don't love Kansas. I, I think the, you know, one, two, three in the South, you could all you could make case they're all just as good as Kansas. The one in the bracket we're talking about here with Iowa, and you look at the odds to make the Final Four. Iowa as a five has the third best odds to make the Final Four out of that region, trailing only Kansas the one, Auburn the two. So they have better odds than both the three and the four, Wisconsin and Providence in that um, in that same region. I think there's a real chance Iowa makes noise. I wouldn't be shocked if they, you know, could knock off Kansas in a Sweet 16. I, I think Iowa can make a run as a five seed. All right, Joe. Final question: Who do you think is cutting down the nets at the end of March Madness? Do you have any winners that uh, you think can win it all? So I've got a bunch of futures out there, and I'm hoping on a team like Tennessee. I'm, I'm hoping on a team like uh, Villanova. I'm hoping on a team like UCLA, who I think can make it back to a Final Four. But I think Gonzaga's better than everyone. And I know it's a tournament that anyone could beat anyone. But I, when I did my bracket, I have Gonzaga winning the whole thing. I think I had Gonzaga over Auburn in the national championship game. But uh, I have the Zags finally winning a national title. I think I am on that page as well. And I think Gonzaga is only minus 140 to make the final four. I mean, it seems a little juicy to make the final four, but still, I think if you want a safer play, maybe that's the way to go. He is Joe Gillio appearing on the Roman guest line. He's the co-host of BetQL Daily. Immediately after us with Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth, you can hear him on WIP in Philadelphia on weekday evenings. Joe, thanks for stopping by and best of luck on all your bets. You two guys, enjoy the car bombs today. Will do. No, please don't make me do those. Well, you said you were open to peer pressure, and I'm going to throw things in like, Chelsea, when, when's the next time you're coming to D.C.? I mean, you're leaving soon. You well, know? I mean with alcohol. Like, peer pressure I am not susceptible to in other walks of right. life, but when it comes to being at the bar and sitting with a group of people, like, how do you turn down, like, a shot? You know, if uh, somebody comes over with, like, a tray of shots... Oh, I know. Like, what are you going to say? No, I'm not drinking today. Uh, it's I a rule. You have to do it. On Tuesday night when I had Tiki Tuesday, I was about <laughs> to leave to meet my girlfriend. And all of a sudden, this guy hadn't seen him forever. He orders a drink and he goes, "Had a shot for Michael. I'm like, oh, uh. Uh, I got to do it. You know, that's the rule. I'll, I'll give you other peer pressure as we're walking to Walters. I'll be like, hey, 
Let's carjack that lady. What do you say? Oh, God. <laughs> as long as it's not tequila. I hate tequila. Oh, I did too. I'm the same way. Like, no. Like, I'm way too old for that. And, like, I'm too old to try to impress people. You know, like, in college, you try to impress people. Or just, like, when you're younger, you're like, oh, yeah, give me the hardest thing you got. I'll chug it. Yeah, that ain't me anymore. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the Beck QL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.